0: It's that time again, coming to you all the way from New York, New York. It's the Hollywood Godfather podcast, starring Gianni Russo, Megan Haran, and Pat Piccarelli. And now, Gianni. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Hollywood Godfather podcast. This is an exciting part two of... Of mafia cops, which mafia and cops have always been uh, synonymous, I guess, but not the way this story is called. Yeah,
1: not exactly this way.
0: This is crazy. Not at all. So, Pat Picciarelli, a cop. I'm here, buddy. A honored cop, meddled cop, and Megan, who, <laughs> who don't know what she was. Just to plain do old me. Just plain, not plain. Hope that's not, good enough. Far from plain.
2: <laughs> far from plain.
1: I'm
0: kidding.
2: Your, right. your fame is just beginning, Megan. Yeah, <laughs> stick I, with us. I'm the, oh, I will. Don't I'm going to be in
0: my rocking chair and say, "I
2: remember her." We <laughs> 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 gave her, her an Academy Award. <laughs> I'm my clothes now. Uh, Never. Okay. So when last we left, the, the mafia cops, who were rapidly turning out to be the most corrupt cops in American history, but haven't peaked out as yet, uh, the NYPD in their infinite wisdom figures that there's a mole somewhere because all their information is being delivered to the Lucchese family before it gets a chance to be acted upon. Uh, and it was Eppolito, uh, Detective Epolito, Detective uh, Calicopa, was Louis Epolito, Stephen Caracapa, was selling this information to the Lucchese family, gas pipe, Anthony gas pipe castle in particular. So those of you who haven't, Uh, listen to the last uh, episode we suggest you do, but I just recapped basically that we're dealing with two very corrupt cops who went from stealing information to being uh, chauffeurs of intended hit victims to their doom. And now the NYPD is on to something, but they don't know what they're on to. So what they want to do is trap the mole so they need somebody that they can trust to go through all the information, all the clues, all the evidence, to see if they can capture who the mole is and who do you think they assigned to do this? I don't know. No guesses? No. Steve Steve Caratopper. Oh my gosh I knew
0: it. I didn't want to give it up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, <I'm> has, fair. <laughs> he gets he gets he gets transferred to the intelligence division and he's in charge of the mafia. And he's and it's, he's charged with trying to find out who these Dastardly individuals can be. He has no idea, so he says, "Yes, I'll look into it." And lo and behold, it's him and and his pal. So
0: d- didn't they bring in though? Um, must have been a superior of him, because I I understood that they brought in a guy who was a drug informant for the for the Lucchese family, and he wore a bug.
2: No. Well, not that I know of, but you perhaps know better than I do. What they did was the Brooklyn DA squad started an investigation. uh, What's known in law enforcement circles as a companion investigation. When it's a a big, big case, they'll often assign two separate units that don't have any contact with each other to work the same case. To see what information they get independent of each other, then they compare notes. So there was three detectives from the Brooklyn DA squad assigned to this case also. Wasn't it a young, young
0: kid? I remember right, a young guy. Actually. A
2: guy named a guy named, a guy named Jimmy Dade's, and I don't I don't know the other two names. I don't remember. Okay, okay. But they were they were obviously very good detectives, but they <laughs> were stymied until the uh, uh, important evidence crops up. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. At this time, it's now 1989. Louis Epolito, who is not suspected of anything other than being perhaps a, a bit. Uh, too to full of himself. He wasn't a very like guy because he, he bragged a lot. You know, I mean, that was his, his deal. He had already been in well, one or two films and, uh, and his object was to, to, to write uh, Academy Award winning screenplays and be a famous actor. To that end, he retires. 1989. Now, keep this in mind about the NYPD pension system. If he was to retire uh, today and get caught tomorrow, doing what he had been doing, he still keeps his pension. Did you know that?
0: Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Why?
2: I mean, I don't understand Because the day you're out, the day you get out, your pension is vested, you keep it. So all this time he's been in prison, he's been drawing, I think his retirement, uh, uh, his his pension with overtime was something like $60,000 a year. He was getting that check every month in the camp.
0: And um, that went to his family, obviously,
2: to live. Well, it was in his name. It was his, but what's he going to do with it? You know, there's only so many cigarettes you can buy, you know? Uh, well, uh, yeah. You know, maybe his daughter, and, you know,
0: Andrea. Now I, now I know why she became such an advocate. Because Andrea, to his dying day, which was just recently, swore, and yeah. she was going to prove his innocence. So she was that using that 60000 yeah. I
2: guess. <laughs> well, I tell you, you know, who knows how many lawyers he had to pay off. You know, that money was gone. Uh, him and him and uh, well, once again, once again, getting ahead of ourselves, but he 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 retires, hangs around, and to uh, you know, get his name in in, in the limelight, he decides to, of all things, write a book. So, he didn't write it, of course, somebody else wrote it for him, but uh, Steve (laughs) Caracapa, who I assume was the brains of the outfit, uh, said, Don't you dare write this friggin' book. (laughs) He said, Basically, we got away with all this, you know, and he has uh, Caracapa's still on the job, but he said, do not do it on the down low. You know, he, he the Calicopa was like the Carlo Gambino with the police department. Don't make waves. Don't drive any flashy cars. Don't wear fancy clothes. You know, b- walk down the street. Nobody knows you. That was Copper's attitude. Polito, on the other hand, wants to write this book. He writes the book. he gets the book written. It's called, of all things, Mafia Cops or mafia cop. His picture is on the cover. And
0: this guy's an idiot.
2: man. Uh, normally, in uh, nonfiction books, look uh, like like ours, Johnny. You know, the publisher asks you for pictures. So, how many pictures do we have in there? Like twenty-five or something like that? Yeah, we have twenty-five. Book? Yeah, something like that. Oh, uh, they it have is twenty-five. Exactly. The books, Twenty-five to thirty, whatever it is. One of the pictures is a picture of Louis Apolito and Steve Caracappa, and the caption underneath the picture is the two godfathers of the NYPD. Oh, my God. Now, how stupid is this guy? How stupid. Now, Caracopla came as close to having a heart attack as he could possibly get and still survive. He was angry. I mean, to put it in words we can use uh, on the air. I mean, he was ripped. He said, this will be our doom. This will be our downfall. And, of course, Eppolito says, "No." Um, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to make me famous. You, you're my partner. You know, we go through life together, all that stuff. Now, he starts making the talk show circuit. Now, I watched this show because I knew who he was, and I had heard he was going to be on the Sally Jesse Raphael show. Oh, that was the death. I knew what knew happened. After that. that was, he, he goes on that show with the book, and who's watching the show? Heidel's mother. mother. <laughs> yep, she's watching the show. Imagine that that's the guy that's the guy is that, that amazing with, with my son last seen alive with, with this guy and another guy well she doesn't know who the other guy is so she runs out and buys the book and she opens up and she sees the two godfathers of the NYPD and the other guy was Steve Kappa and is in that caption picture so what does she do with it nothing because well, she doesn't trust cops and can you blame her right so she sits so she sits on it
0: how long? And, not, they got paid for Oh, years. About, oh about, really?
2: About four or five years. Yeah, something like that.
0: What changed uh, her mind? Do you know?
2: She just decided that uh, she was going to say something. Well, wow, that's... She finally, she you know, finally, let's analyze that, that was, a
0: minute. This is the guy's mother. Well,
2: you know, I'm, I'm thinking now, you know, uh, how long is... She doesn't have any sons anymore. They're both dead. Both dead. There's no... Uh, uh, she says,
0: you know...
2: probably.
0: Oh, maybe, figuring, yeah, maybe, I don't want to get involved. Yeah. Well, pardon me? Uh, yeah, I, now, I'm, I'm agreeing now that you're explaining to me. The two boys that, you know, basically live with her around her, they're dead, yeah. so who's she going to run to and what's she going to achieve? She's not going to get a well, son well, back. All,
2: well, not only that, but, but uh, after she understands that there were two cops that were involved in, in her older son's death, she's going to go to the police? I mean, she's, yeah. you know, we know cops. You know, yeah. uh, you know, we know not everybody's a thief or, or, or corrupt. But average civilians, see something like that, they're afraid. Yeah. And I don't blame her. But me too. after after some years pass, she's probably figuring, you know, I'm not doing anything with my son, keeping my mouth shut. So she she winds up going to the police. But this is a little bit later. In the meantime, uh. Uh Epilito buys a house in a gated community in Vegas. Do you know exactly where that was, John?
0: Yeah, it was in, I mean, they're making it sound like it's great. I know, right, the area it was.
2: Well, it's not a gated community. That's all I know. Yeah. But the, uh, the,
0: the, the funniest uh, thing is, why did Steve buy the house across the street? I, I thought that
2: was exactly the funniest thing did. in the world. He retires, he retires in 94 and buys the house, as you just said, directly across the street. I'd go to Alaska. <laughs> and the book is out. One thing I wouldn't be doing is living anywhere near around. You know, you look, you got away with it. You made a lot of money. You're in the clear. You know. Well, then they wouldn't be in the clear because of this book. But at that time, it's the last thing you wanted to do. Uh, I would leave the anyway, country
0: where they had no extradition.
2: They they're smart it's, enough it's, to
0: know. They're smart enough to know somebody's coming.
2: As you as as I. In fact, just explain—he's got his pension locked. He can go anywhere. I'll send him his check. They're not going to ever withhold it. It's against the law. So why? So you're right. I would have got to Sri Lanka or someplace. Any place that doesn't have an extradition treaty. But yeah. no. Where does he choose to go? Vegas. Funny. So uh, while they're there, Idell's uh, mother goes to the. Well, no, Kaplan a, a was arrested first. Uh, yeah, Kaplan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bert Kaplan got got, got locked up. Uh, by the way, Jimmy Breslin wrote a very good book on Bert Kaplan called "The Good Rat." Uh, I'm I'm no fan of Jimmy Breslin because I knew him personally, but the guy could write, and uh, he wrote a book just on Kaplan, and and part of it was involved with this case. Uh, so, Kaplan.
0: So, we, so we can give the yeah, timeline. The guys moved to Vegas, just so you know, in 1994. Kaplan, soon after that, got arrested. But he didn't flip right away. He flipped two years later. <laughs> That's how much yeah. time went on. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy. He an old.
2: this guy was a real old gangster. Did you know him, by any chance? I, was... no,
0: I knew of him. But you're talking about a guy like, uh, I have some friends who are, who are not Italians, but they love that, that uh, uh, I don't know how I should say it, the Omada Oath. I'm not going to flip. I'm a stand-up guy. Mm. So this guy did that. He gave nobody names. Did nothing. He's a
2: fool. He believed in the gangster life. He just yeah. He believed in it better than some Italians do. Right. Or well, most Italians. Well, right? yeah, most of them. Well. This day and age, anyway. Back then, maybe not so much. But yeah, he he wouldn't talk until you know he was he was uh, uh, he was very outspoken when the wrong Nikki Guido got killed. This 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 guy was was an honest, upright citizen who was going to join the fire department did nothing wrong in his life, took care of his parents, and he gets whacked, and Kaplan was incensed. So when he was being interviewed by uh, uh, Jimmy Dades from from the Brooklyn DA's office, countless times, Kaplan would not budge uh, until Dade uh, said at one of the meetings, do you want to let these guys get away with killing that poor kid, Nicky Greedo, and that's what flipped them. That's what turned it right there. He had tears in his eyes, according to the book I read. Uh, uh, Kaplan had tears in his eyes. He turned and said, no, they're not getting away with it. And he started to talk. That's when Heidel's uh, mother shows up.
0: And this is, yeah, uh, because if I remember uh, what I read, some recent, some old, the, the district attorney didn't have enough evidence just to bring it in with Bert Kaplan. But once the well, mother, you no, know what
2: because it's because it's a co-conspirator. You can't have right. you have to have an independent, other than a co-conspirator. Right. But they start surveilling uh, at Bolito's house, and they get a picture of a car in his driveway. It's a known drug dealer.
0: So in, in their Vegas plan Island, is we got to let them know. They? They're surveilling his house in Vegas now. Yeah, they,
2: right.
0: they brought the. Well, I want. Uh, we're telling it like we know it. I'm just trying to paint the picture.
2: Oh, the audience. No, they're, they're surveilling his house in Vegas, and they, yeah. they see a car, they take the plate number. It's a drug dealer. So the Fed's plan is to lock him up on a uh, lock them up if they could, or at least one of them. So if they, one gets locked up, they'll flip on the other one. Uh, we'll talk, and they're assuming that they can get a RICO charge on this as an ongoing criminal enterprise, and, uh, which, as you and I know, is 100 years. Yep. And that'll cause anybody to flip. So this was a uh, they get an informant. This is where the informant comes in, perhaps that you were speaking about before. That's wired up. That approaches Epolito and says the right thing. And the, the thing he says he mentions a famous movie star's name. Uh, is coming to Vegas, and he wants some coke. So naturally, Epolito wants to inject himself into this because of the movie star. So he says, "I can do it." You know, yes, it's no problem. Now, this was not entrapment because they didn't talk him into it. He said, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get the drugs. No problem. He gets the drugs. Uh, every Everything, the, the deal is completed. They lock him up. And they lock uh, uh, Calacapa up, too. And they uh, charge them with an ongoing criminal enterprise under RICO. And it goes to the Southern District, which is where all the crimes basically took place. Southern District meaning uh, Brooklyn.
0: And do you know? Get do, and, uh, ahead, do do you know who he arranged to get the drugs from? No. Which is even. Okay. Uh, which I'm is to any, ask. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I mean the guy who was running Vegas at the time, him, uh, uh Spalatro. He got it from the Hall. Oh really? Oh yeah. Well, he was. That, that's why I want to interject some stuff here, Ben. We're going so fast. When he started hanging out in Vegas. I mean, he he was all over the place, Louis, And he started going to a very close friend of mine who still owns the restaurant. We were competitors when I opened State Street. Freddie Glusman owned Piero's. And Piero was a famous chef that came out of one of the hotels, and then he had some problems. And Freddie Glusman, who basically owned a a dress shop at the Tropicana Hotel, went Frank Costello and them owned it, and I opened my club at the time, which is a funny story I should interject. Uh, Freddie Glusman, for a minute, married Diane Carroll. Now, Freddie Glusman is this Jewish kid, nice kid. His family made their money selling drapery and bedspreads only to hotels. And Freddie was this flashy kid with a ton of money. And he opened up a dress shop at the Tropicana called Freday's.
2: Freday's. Freday's. <laughs> and now like all of a
0: sudden he's French. It's, it's like,
2: it's like J. like That's like J.C. Penney. Yeah. But the funniest uh, part,
0: just, just to inject some humor, because I love That's humor in my life. So yeah. I'm having this big opening at my my restaurant, my uh, nightclub in in uh, Vegas called Tiffany's, which was just so unique. I wanted and I, I said to Costello, give me your, can I have your blessings. He said, I'll give you your blessings, but open it in the trap. So I not only got his blessings, I got a place to do it. And I had Elvis Presley open it. And Elvis came in on after Ed's show. He was at the Hilton, and Sammy and all that. And I got all the cab dis- dispatchers. They were on my payroll. I'd call them and say, bring everybody to the trap. Elvis is here tonight. And I give the cab drivers, unbeknownst to the customer, $2 for every person they dropped off. And on their cab business card, and the other night I had the business card and they, you know, the doorman kept them at the front door. Long story short, Freddie, who wanted to be like Louie, and he's hanging out with Louie, they wanna be stars. So Freddie, yeah, that was his downfall. So Freddie Glusman says to me, how come I'm not invited? I said, well, you're not a star. He said, but I'm married to Diane. <laughs> I'm married to Diane Carroll. I said, that doesn't make you a star. I'm a star. I don't want to say what I said to him, but <laughs> he, he couldn't come in. He hated me. But these guys, I mean, that's why I'm saying it's it's so ridiculous the life that was going on. So he reached out to the Hall in the Wall gang that was known that no matter what you wanted jewelry, Coke, And he bought it from them, who they were being watched by the local narcotics. So they had this guy wired 10 different ways. It was funny.
2: There was a problem. Yeah. The, The definition of the RICO charge is ongoing criminal enterprise. So Louis retires in 1989, goes to Vegas, and there's no record of him committing any crimes. So the feds think, well we don't look at it that way. We're going to indict him and put him on trial, him and Steve Calacopa. They do that. They get convicted. And the judge doesn't agree with what the defense definition of a a RICO was. He said what I just said. They weren't committing any... It's got to be ongoing.
0: You know what's so funny? That's that's the second judge that rules in favor of this guy and lets him go. Yeah,
2: there's something going on with that. Well, you don't don't take a a 10-year vacation and be eligible for a, a RICO charge so they walk and uh, uh, naturally they're, they're thrilled uh, the the uh, the prosecutor appeals to the Court of appeals and reverses the judge now they got to stand trial again
0: now was this trial this trial was in in New, in New York
2: though your Southern district yeah they yeah. brought it back here yeah in, 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 uh, in uh, uh, Brooklyn I don't know if they had to stand trial again, or they let the uh, the verdict stand. One of the two. Regardless, uh, they're screwed, uh, and they get life without parole. Uh, but the, they're separated but, but the, the, after the book. After the book, they didn't. The, the after uh, Louis book, they really didn't have that good of a relationship as they did when they were doing their dastardly deeds back on the job. It was it was a problem with them. And I understand that after they got convicted, they went to separate uh, facilities, but they never had any contact anymore.
0: But the interesting uh, thing that was the was uh, what's her name's mother that put the nail in their coffin? Because then after after Kaplan flipped, the mother came in and and fingered them in a lineup. The two of them, that yeah, and that them out.
2: Last ones wants to be seen alive. I mean, and they, they also uh because of uh, uh Kaplan's corporation uncovered the body of uh the Jeweler Aaron Greenwald which uh, that was the the, the Jeweler that uh, uh the cops drove to his death
0: and not only I mean, that they, they
2: had him um, the evidence evidence was rock solid the guy
0: still owned the garage they brought him in yeah. and he testified yeah. to them too and he said that I owed the Lucchese so much money what was I going to do? They had a gun to my head. I dug a hole and buried a body. I didn't kill the guy. But he kept quiet all these years. It's like they're waking up from a bad dream. Everybody came forward. It's crazy. And, and during this time, which is even crazier, Anthony Caso now is the boss of the Lucchese family. So now they go after... I don't know if you know, even know this, Pat. That Caso flips... Which nobody yeah. thought okay. he'd ever flip. Yeah, and he implicates everybody too. I mean, this was an unraveling, and MCASO committed forty murders himself, ordered a hundred and something murders, and
2: this—you know—he he, had a
0: deal though.
2: I know he had a deal. I know he, he had made a deal, a great which deal. he himself screwed up. No, You
0: know, the,
2: the, 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 but, 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 when you get a deal, when you flip. You, they tell you, you have to tell the absolute truth about everything. You can't even get the day of the week wrong. Everything has to be the absolute truth or the deal is off. So he started to talk. In fact, he he was interviewed on, uh, on 60 Minutes. The video uh, is on the Internet uh, where he specifically mentions Epolito and couple uh, whose name he couldn't pronounce. But, I mean, he was, uh, he was a, a, a wealth of, of, of information. But he lied about a lot of things. And they they squashed the deal. Otherwise, he would have been out, too.
0: I mean, when you think of that 30 years of mafia and cop history in in the United States with two of the major families in the world, you know, the Gambinos and the Lichazes, and then for these idiots to move across the street from each other in Las Vegas, (laughs) and he's buying drugs from another major family out of Chicago who they they finally whacked you know uh Tony Spalatro unfortunately Michael had to go with him they they, they they caved in a whole circle of I mean they, they got involved these two idiots with every major crime family you could possibly want to be away from
2: <laughs> well but you know at the end of their police career I believe that they thought you know that uh, Eppolito, I believe, at the time was a first grade detective. I mean, these guys could have stayed on the job forever, but they wanted to secure their pensions. They wanted to stop what they were doing, which they did. They never got involved with, with, with any work. Oh, oh, there was one killing that we left out uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie Lino. This is when they actually became killers. Uh, Casso asked them uh, the, the last attempt uh, when he, there was an attempted homicide on, uh, on, on Gas Pipe, everybody was taking care, care of one guy. Eddie Leno and Castle couldn't get his hands on him. He was he was elusive. He was still in Brooklyn, but he was extremely careful. So he said, I'll, I'll go to the cops. So this is the first time that they actually pulled the trigger.
0: Meaning meaning they, the mafia cops. Yeah,
2: yeah. They uh they pulled over Leno on the Bell Parkway. On the Bell Lake, Parkway on park the, service the Light road. And Siren. Yeah, yeah, they 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 pull him over. Uh Light and Siren. And uh, Lino's probably figuring, well, I'm getting stopped by cops, you know, and gets pulled over.
1: Uh,
2: Epolito went to the passenger side. Caracapa was on the driver's side. Epolito, true to his character, starts to talk him up. Uh, you know, uh, Lino turns toward him, and uh, Caracapa emptied his gun into him. They got $75,000 for that hit.
0: I know that was an i so then, i can't, I heard that rumor that's seventy five
2: thousand that's a lot of money that's crazy. Very you good. know normally as, as you and I know if there's killing to be done in the mob nobody gets paid you do it as a favor well yeah because you ordered.
0: Not, not only that you want to move up in your rank so it's like you know yeah yeah you have to have so many hits it's not, it's, it's not was like so a impatient. singer
2: <laughs> castle, castle was very impatient he was trying to get this guy Reno you know, for a long time and couldn't get him we figured what better way to get pulled over by the police Oh yeah, and it would work like a dream, but they actually murdered a guy. Now, you know, putting myself into a cop's head that would do something like that. I'm thinking, uh, Calatopo who actually pulled the trigger, uh, and obviously volunteered to do it uh, rather than his partner. The plan was, you know, you talk him up and when he's not looking up, I'll, I'll put six in his head. Uh, his attitude probably was, Hey, he's a bad guy. Uh, it, it doesn't mean anything. It's one of them. Uh, one less gangster. It's to everybody's advantage, and that's how oh, they. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, there's
0: so many ways to rectify those things when you're in that position. You know, it's like you uh, rationalize it. Yeah, yeah. You're saying I like killing a drug lord. I'm getting rid of a rat and or or a pedophile. You know, you you're getting you have to justify it unless you can mm. live with. Well, say. yeah,
2: yeah. How do, you, how do you how do you live with yourself? But I think at the end, when it was time for them to go retire i think they were smart enough to know that they can't do this forever and they left and they figured well i'm 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 leaving town we're going to vegas you know to, to them it was, it was like another planet they could start over again new yeah but with, the with, book with,
0: with, with, the book was the, yeah, the whole book. thing the book why the book would did you write in.
2: that book
1: the funniest part is the subtitle of it mafia cop the story of an honest cop whose family was the mob Honest
0: car. Oh, God! Are you kidding? Without that, I love talk. see that little tidbit was so important. Did <laughs> you see the, that now that's that's interesting. Here's a guy that thinks he's honest, right? Oh my word! Well,
1: he
2: knows he's not honest. He just thought he was smarter than everybody else,
0: right? Yeah, but I mean that that any other little gems you're holding. <laughs> this is a two-hour interview, and she just threw that one in. <laughs> I mean, it's no,
1: also I just it, it it's it's
2: it slipped my, slipped my mind. I think there's uh, yeah. a whole bunch of notes. Eddie Leno was in 1990. Mm. Uh, no, it's crazy. No, except that getting getting uh, the Vegas police to cooperate uh, wasn't that simple. It's a interdepartmental, particularly when you're dealing with uh, local cops and federal cops. Well, any there's cops, a robbery as there. you
0: know, but when you're in yeah. the blues, uh, the blue blood, and that's, you know... Uh, we're, we're not going to do your dirty work. He did some. of you guys. We don't know. He's here on a vacation. He lives here.
2: Yeah.
0: That's one thing about the, the brotherhood. Of, one thing about the brotherhood of the cops, man, you guys are really loyal, and they, most of them should be. It's very rare you, you the, have you know, two idiots you, like you,
2: this. It's, you heard the expression, the blue wall of silence? I cannot imagine that some cops, particularly good detectives, these are sharp people. They're not stupid. You know, it's, uh, some of these people that worked with Epolito, particularly, Caracopla never talked to anybody. He kept his mouth shut. Epolito, on the other hand, was too flamboyant that nobody suspected that he was involved, particularly after the fingerprint fiasco when he beat it on a technicality. Mm-hmm. I mean, people had to know. But no one, that, that was a time when this bl- blue wall of silence was actually a thing. I mean, yeah. I, I, I knew of a cop, uh, rumors, of course, uh, back in the day that, that was, was doing hits in, the, in Manhattan North. You know, and it, was a, it was a rumor. I didn't have any evidence, but nobody said anything. Now, there was guys, I'm sure, that were working with him that knew what he was doing and never said anything. And know, that's the I way mean, it was. It's uh, not uh, the way it is now, but that's the way it was then.
0: Well, they, 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 uh, there were so many rumors like that. But like you said, they were, they were. first of all, who was saying it are wannabes, and you say, oh, yeah, okay, you. I got information you know you want to uh, get out of here because you, you, you would never think per first of all the the oath you guys take i mean that that you, you're pledging
2: all that loyalty and
0: it's it's amazing to me
2: but, if you ask yourself this you know when they figured that there was a mole was too much information was being let out, one of the first people you look at is a burrito. I mean, it's happening. It's, the, the information is coming out about the, uh, uh, the Brooklyn South Mob, the Lucchese family. You don't even look into this guy. Yeah, I mean, it's Nothing. crazy. They didn't. They didn't even suspect that it could possibly be him. No one bothered to look into him
0: but You Until know what these the
2: weird sharp sh- detectives from uh, from the Brooklyn DA squad came along and things changed.
0: But you know, the weirdest thing, even even with those sharp detectives and everything. If it wasn't, and there's so many crimes that are solved today, now it's so much easier because, I mean, the the sophistication of electronics and cameras. Uh But this was on the threshold of all of that. But even with all of that information they they acquired, you know, Louis Epolito got acquitted twice on technicalities. Mm -hmm. And if Kaplan didn't flip... And the old lady no, that no, came is forward, right. They'd be free anyway. I mean, it's so crazy. So maybe they well, thought they were smarter than everybody else, and they, weren't yeah, get they were. Yeah,
2: but they did. That's, yeah, that's what they thought. But they were smart enough to know that's enough, and they stopped. Mm. But of right. course, there's no statute of limitations on murder, right? Uh, anyway, the, the the wind up of this entire thing is these these, these guys die in prison. Uh, if you notice, the Tara Coppers family never said he was innocent. <laughs> you noticed that it was all up. Yeah. Right, it was now. all up But, but uh, did he have a uh, family? I, 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 yeah, yes, yeah, I, I, sure, yeah, he had married kids. Yeah, but nobody said, uh, you know, uh, you know, my daddy wouldn't do that. You know, they're not, uh, they're aware. Of what you know, you live with a guy for all these years; you're going to know what he's capable of. Plus, read the papers. I mean, it was mm-hmm. this wasn't, you know, uh, well, a little evidence, and maybe it's them, and maybe it's not. It's so overwhelming. Uh, there was, uh, there, there there was, there was no other, uh, there was no other answer. So they wind up in prison for life without parole. Eric dies in 2017. Epolito dies last week. And his daughter is still.
1: Oh, I know. She's adamant well, she can he, prove his innocence. I know.
2: Well, well there was two websites up, uh, Free Epolito and JusticeForSomething.com. I forget what it was. But there's two separate websites, and she was interviewed by the press uh, last week when, it, when her dad died that she's not going to stop. And she has positive evidence that it is conclusive. But then again, she said this in a video I saw on YouTube, which was six years old, that she had positive evidence that was conclusive that will exonerate her father, which she, for some reason, it never materialized. But she's still saying it. I feel sorry for her. Oh, me too. I she mean, just you know. Can't let this go. Well, I'm, I'm it's going it's, to. It's,
0: well, now let me ask you a question. That's a good question. Now that he died last week uh does his pension still go on to a beneficiary?
2: If good question. When you retire, there's two ways you can uh, you can uh, take your pension and they wait for, uh, for this until you're ready to retire. They ask you the question do you want this or this? And the first choice is you take half of your last year's salary because that's what they got at the time and that's what I got uh, you know in equal monthly payments or you can take a reduced payment every month and have your pension go on for perpetuity with your beneficiaries. But your pension is cut by like 30, 35%. It's a big nut. And uh, the, the general rule of thumb is if you retire when you're young, you take your entire pension. Yeah, you would be giving away 30% until you die, which could be 80 years old, and you threw away a lot of money. If you retire at like a mandatory retirement age of 62 or something like that, you'd figure, well, it's best I I leave what's gonna be left to my beneficiary because my life expectancy is only eighteen more years. So you know what, I'm, we go, don't I'm know going
0: why. I'm going beyond that. Forget how much yeah. my life expectancy is, another eighteen years, thirty years. This guy was getting seventy five thousand, thirty thousand a hit. He didn't need his pension. <laughs> he didn't gamble, well, he didn't spend any money. So maybe he did take half and maybe this is why she's so adamant. My dad took care of me in and out of prison. It still is. I'm getting this pension. And, you know, she, maybe some of his ego rubbed off on her.
2: Well, you can look at it that way, or you can look at it. When he retired in 89, he was free and clear. And his ego works both ways. He yep. said, I got away with it. Let me take as much money as I can get, which is what most cops do. Unless no, I, you are, no, most, a most time cops, and age on this
0: No, I on agree the, with you, uh, and most yeah. people who just are, are doing a forty-hour yeah. without overtime, whatever, a civil service job in general, they're going to take yeah. their full pension. Yeah. But I'm saying here's a guy. How much money does anybody really know how much money they earned finally in all these hits that's with true. the mob? Well, I don't
2: think that that's her motivation because she's been doing this. Since the day they slapped cuffs on him in the 1980s. So I, money has nothing to do with it. I don't think. You know I, I watched her on, on this video. You can see in her eyes that she's a crusader, and she will not stop.
0: Well, actually, I'm going I, I'll say this publicly and it's fun for me. I don't even care. Mm. She, she should meet some of my kids. My kids have put me in jail for 100 years..
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Where did these kids come from? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs>
0: ten different <laughs> mothers, that's so.
2: I, I I I mean, you know, you can, you know, you watch your, all all the video over the years of these guys doing a perp walk and in and out of court and giving interviews. The daughter's always there, of course. They're you know, always there. Well, that's you know, what and i I, she was like, I have two daughters. You know, I don't even know, see them. <laughs> it, 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 here's a story, uh, which is supposedly based in fact. Uh, Epolito try to. Basically, I don't want to use the word, so I'll say he tried to set up his daughter with somebody because it was to his financial benefit. Oh my no.
0: gosh, oh. he's a real yeah, that's,
2: guy. Forget about it. That's not, you know. Let's close with that. that ru- piece of you hear, trash. You hear, right hear now. a rumor, and then you hear it too often with names mentioned. Mm-hmm. Who was who, who? Who he was working with at the time, oh. and why he did this. And that's why I don't want to mention names.
0: Get I, don't, I don't even want you to. Do it. With you saying that, I think I know who you're talking about. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. No, no, no. You know, uh, this is. Let's beautiful. say goodnight before we get
2: killed. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: and, uh, uh, look at this. It, we're, it, we're, it, we're going over a limit. <laughs> you don't think, but you don't think she heard this story, true or not, and she's still there.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: crazy. You know.
2: So well, it's we like
0: certain like women get beat up every night by their husband, but don't block them up.
2: I love them. What do I know? Yeah. It's
1: just so
2: cool. Well, this was this was these last two episodes was sad, but the, the, they, but they needed to be told. Oh Absolutely. no! I'm,
0: I I I've yeah. known about it, and the fact that he's passed on now,
2: you know, have fun in hell. Well, See you later. <laughs> what? a waste! <laughs> but but what a what a, a tragic life, you know. I mean, to, to just to do this, yeah. you know. I mean, what, when you get twisted along the way, I mean, and and when when two like minds meet like that at a sheer coincidence. Mm-hmm. They got together. And you know, no one talked each other into this. They were of the same mindset.
0: Well, the and, only way and, I can analyze that the, basically two cowards with a badge and a gun, and they had right. their law, and they wanted the money and the fame. Yeah, they wanted they to be tough
1: guys.
2: But, uh, well, I, I think Calatopo was in it solely for the money, and Louis was in it for the money, and he was going to be a star. Well, his I'm star, surprised he didn't. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't audition for The Godfather. Yeah, I mean, this is <laughs> the type of guy he was. He was too young.
0: At the <laughs> he, time, he,
2: he could have played uh Luca Brasi part. At
0: and... 72, I don't think so. He'd been a young guy.
2: Well, he was in uh, his 30s, 40s. 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Let's go to the mailbag.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah, good. cheer us up. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. All right. I'm cheered up knowing he's dead.
0: Sorry, Adrian. That helped. Oh, jeez.
1: Okay, so first is a comment from Kathleen. Kathleen says, I love coming home from work and listening to a new episode of the Hollywood Godfather podcast. Being able to unwind with such an informative and entertaining show is an amazing thing for me. I love the dynamic between the three of you, and listening to it makes me feel like I'm sitting there with you guys. I adore the casual vibe filled with s- such important content. Thank you all for the podcast.
0: Catherine, come over anytime. Really nice. If you're in the neighborhood, come come have a glass <laughs> of wine with us or a martini.
1: We'd love to. Have
2: I, I think you know what I think. I think that woman's looking for some big CD's. That's what I think. There you go. Oh, hey, it was not? good last yeah.
1: time. Okay. I'll tell you that. Yeah, so I heard. <laughs> All right.
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with two words. Well, I'll tell you now: flash what? frozen. Did you ever hear those words?
0: Frozen. <laughs> flash frozen.
2: Flash. We don't <laughs> have that Just you know,
1: something to keep in the back of your mind. Okay. I'm not saying you know. All right. All right. <laughs> <Kirk>? <laughs> all right next um this is garrow virgiani garrow says i have heard you talk about kirk kerkorian before and how you knew him as an armenian and like many armenians all over the world we look up to kirk he is a hero to us can you tell me how he was or if you have a story about him you can personally share
0: i have many stories of kirk kerkorian kirk kerkorian to me for the people who don't know him was his family were farmers in California, and this guy rose to owning so much stuff, Um, uh, international hotel, airlines, and the sweetest guy in the world, I even knew his older sister rose, and every time they came into my restaurant, he said, I have a house account. And he never got a bill. So, like maybe two, three years later, is we never get a bill. I said, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> Kirk Kukorian was like a mentor to me. What he's done in his life was crazy. And you got what did he own, Johnny? He owned everything. I mean, the guy was a billionaire before most billionaires were around. But just a hardworking guy. He was like six foot and drove a Ford car himself. <laughs> no bodyguards. And I used to meet him. I had the pleasure of meeting him at um, oh, what the hell's a? He's a great chef, uh, Spagos, Wolfgang Puck. He opens, yeah. And on Friday afternoon, he had a table, and he always told me, "If you're in town, we're here every Friday at noon." And any time I was there, I just I, I I got to know him, and he's such a nice man. And Rose. And was, and Rose was the first vegetarian I ever met in my life, in the seventies, and she'd come in, and my guys would do all fresh vegetables for her. But Kirk, according you, that's a guy you should be proud of, son. Hmm. That's a good man.
1: So, Carl, there you go.
0: When when did he pass away? Do you remember? Mm, not too long ago, actually. I think it was almost hundred. Really, yeah. great guy.
2: Yeah, wow. yeah. Yep.
1: All right, so next one is from Lou for both Gianni and Pat. Lou asks, who's your favorite actor that is currently working? Well, Can uh, you think of one? I could think of you many. Know? The
0: one I really well, like. I'll,
2: let you, well, I'll let you think. We were asked this question a couple of weeks ago, and I came out with Denzel Washington, who I admire, but I forgot another actor who I admire, who I think is underrated as Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, my God. Huh. I you think know, he's a great actor. I, Nobody agrees with me.
0: No, he's a great actor, but the man is not acting. He's nuts. He was my neighbor for a while when he was really? married to Angela Jolie. Oh, my gosh. And they were just swearing <laughs> their own blood and vials. I mean, they're nuts. He's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> Billy Bob thought. Yeah,
2: but that doesn't take away from his talent. He could be crazy and talented. I know some crazy talented people. Me, too. I'm one, I'm one not of not going to mention any names, Gianni. <laughs> No, but Billy,
0: I mean, that's your opinion. That's why we live in America. But
2: Okay, I I gave you some time to think. Who's who's your No, I
0: didn't need any time. I watched this kid mature. He used to hang out with me when I owned the Malibu Inn. I mean, this kid, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mm -hmm. I watched him in Titanic grow into every part that he's amazing. He's a great actor, a young actor. Yeah, he is. All
1: right, next one. Is from Stephen Gianni. Stephen asks any information on a late associate of Albert Anastasia, Tony Spring Romeo. No. None.
0: L- late? it would be real late. I mean, <laughs> Anastasia. No. Very late. I, yeah, really. A- Anastasia got killed. How 50, old is this 000.
2: guy? I don't
0: know. Well, let's yeah. ask you a question. How do you know that name? You're talking. The guy's 104 years old right now. Hmm. Anastasia okay. got
2: killed October 25th, 1957.
0: Yep. Oh, Ask wow. me how I know that. Park Sheridan, you were on the job?
2: Yeah, fifty-seven. No, I was still teething at fifty-seven. No, <laughs> I, 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 I was I, no, I, I was eleven years old. But my father knew him, and he came home and he was upset. And I, I and I recalled him talking to my to my mom about about it.
0: You know, they just sold the barber chair he was assassinated
2: in. I wonder what they got for that.
0: Not, I, I can't believe him. it. They, I only got seventy five hundred dollars for it. I no tell you the truth, way. if I knew it, I would have bought it because his, his, of his brother's, my godfather, but the, the mob museum in Las Vegas has it. It belongs there, but I could have put wow. a quarter on my house. See, I would have loved that. <laughs> what if it
2: was? Well? I stopped over, got a haircut, but then again, <laughs> I don't
1: know.
0: That's a good. That's a bad chair to sit in. Yeah, not if it's in my house. <laughs> that's true.
1: All right, next one is from Carla for Pat. Carla asks, Pat, who would you say is or was the most famous person you know?
0: Wow, so
2: much silencing. A lot of things. This is not dead air. A drum roll. I I, I met a lot of of people in my time. You know, famous, infamous, there's there's so many different uh, definitions of that. As far as as, uh, celebrities go... I would say I would say John Lennon. Oh wow! John. Oh yeah, John he was Lennon doing detail. And, and John Lennon and Yoko lived in the Dakota, which was two blocks away from a restaurant called Mrs. J's Sacred Cow on West Seventy Second Street. And that was my hangout. And it was a it was a uh, it was a steakhouse and it was a jazz place. All the waitresses sang. It was a great atmosphere. John and Yoko used to go in there. And uh, very personable, very nice people, not pretentious at all. And what I got out of the the uh, relationship was once he heard I was a cop, all of a sudden he wanted to talk to me every time he came in there. They loved cops. Hmm. Uh, New York City cops in particular. And uh, when, when when John met his untimely demise, uh, Yoko hired us to guard her. I her Yoko on for four years.
0: Yeah. That's right. With cops,
2: with other cops. I knew he
0: had a private Uh, detail with them.
2: Yeah, John Lennon was a very nice Well, for the longest time,
0: you know, for the longest time, Uh she thought, and you probably know this better than anybody, she thought somebody was going to try to take her out just for the glory of
2: saying
0: they killed her. Yeah, that's
2: why we got her. She had a security company first, a, a very well recognized, well known. Security company, which I will not name because they were they were stealing money from it. They were triple billing her, and you know, uh, her attitude was—I may be crazy, but I'm not stupid. She got a hold of Eddie Money, who recently died. Who was Bill's name is Eddie Mahoney, uh, who who spent a brief time on the NYPD. Eddie Money went on to be a big rock singer. He just passed away too a few months ago. But his brother Dan Mahoney and I worked together. Dan Mahoney wound up being a captain. I was a lieutenant. Uh, Danny formed this uh, security company whose only client was Yoko Ono. Oh. That's what we did. Definitely. She's a nice lady too, by the way. Did, nice you, did
0: you ever go in that building? Is it amazing?
2: I lived in in, in that apartment, oh, wow. sometimes weeks on end. So amazing. We, we, we blocked out the all Dakota? the windows. Because as uh-huh. you say, every nut in, in the world was coming out of the woodwork saying, she's next. She, right. You have no right to live if John is dead. I mean, oh crazy people. Gosh. She oh, looked across that, the street yeah. from Central Park, and anybody could have taken a shot. She was on the eighth floor. Yeah. But oh, we. We, we, we blacked out. Yeah, we blacked out all the windows. So, you know, you know, some sniper couldn't take a shot. And we used to spend weeks at a time in that house without ever leaving. I took my whole vacation and stayed in that house. Wow. Uh, in, in that apartment. She took over the whole eighth floor eventually. She start, they started out when the apartment kept on knocking down walls. Does that sound familiar, Johnny? Oh, yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, uh, where's that? And, uh, I'm getting my sledgehammer out tonight. You <laughs> there
2: you go. In Expanding. fact, you, you go to somebody else's apartment and knock down the walls, that's, you know, make yourself useful. But anyway, uh, Lauren Bacall was in that building. Uh, oh, it was a great Areca building. Franklin was in that oh, building. God, yeah. uh, people came and went. Uh, oh. What's his name? Was Julian's Godfather? Uh, the English I, singer. Oh, of the yeah, day yeah, guy, yeah. Huh? I remember that guy, uh, yeah. Um, you never hear of Julian just, uh, anymore, though. Julian is now thirty-five, but I tell you, he loved us because we were like the father figures He was like yeah. eight years old at the time. Oh, he was is that one of young, their kids? He's a kid. Yeah, that's the
1: son. Yeah, of yeah, singer.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was oh, a okay. Julian looks, Leonard, he he you of I
1: don't know him well. No. Looks just like his.
2: Looks just like his dad.
1: But what he,
0: happened to? Him? I mean, they he, were. He, I mean, they're so wealthy; it's
2: ridiculous. Well, he's uh, he's a singer. I mean, he says yeah. his takes his act, takes it on the road. I mean, he's. You know, we'll never be as famous, obviously, as no. his father. He makes his living doing that. Yoko is 88.
1: Yep. Oh, my.
2: Uh, looks like the day that I saw her for the first time. Oh, no, they 19... don't age. And she doesn't. No. But she, she... Oh, i could tell you one fast Yoko story. Do we have for like five minutes?
0: Yeah, no, five minutes. No, have... Save it for next week. We're over time now. <laughs> our, our producers, are? Our producers okay. are yelling at us. I don't know where <laughs> <No>. they are.
1: <laughs> Got to stand the good side of them. So take note, and we'll we can tell that story next. Yeah, time.
0: save it, especially a oh, five minutes story. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah, well, oh, yeah, again,
0: well, oh. we mm-hmm. got to sign off and say what a great night again, or day, or morning, whenever you listen to us. I always forget we're really not live. You listen to us at your convenience, which is great. Just keep listening, keep telling people, and we're watching our meter go up with our audiences. And we really appreciate it. And I'm sure Pat does.
2: Oh, absolutely. I'm very thankful for uh, people that that actually enjoy listening to us. Yeah, me too. And I can't say about that uh, with the people I know that want to listen to me. uh, This this is a good thing.
0: All right. Good night, everyone. All right. Good night,
2: everyone. Thanks, Bye.
1: Good night. Thank you for tuning in to the Hollywood Godfather podcast. My name is Megan Horan. You can contact Gianni Russo, Patrick Picciorelli, or myself with your questions and comments through the contact section of our website, hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com. You can also call and leave us a message at 646-776-3038. Regarding Gianni's motivational speaking appearances, you can visit his website, giannirusso.com. You can also visit amazon.com for a listing of books Patrick Picciorelli has written. Remember to follow us on Instagram at hollywoodgodfatherpodcast, as well as leave us a review on iTunes. We'd like to know what you like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future, and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your emails and voicemails. Good night.